Galnet News Digest, 2nd of September 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, People's Princess attends Fairfax Funeral. The Federation's first dictator. Annoying Archon. A whiff off the farmyard. People's Princess attends Fairfax Funeral. In the aftermath of the Civil War that saw the leaders of the Marlinism Reformation Party, which was at that time the political wing of the NMLA, defeated, with moderate Octavia Volkov voted in as the new First Minister, and with the funeral of the murdered First Minister Jenna Fairfax concluded, the Marlinist colonies are seeing a resurgence of confidence, with all original colony systems back under their control, and some Marlinists ambitiously expanding into new systems. First Minister Volkov has stressed that the Marlinist colonies will create a Marlinist republic and will not attempt to change the political system of the empire, the site of the first Marlinist republic, the historic Republic of Achinar. She said she hoped that the success of the new Marlinist republic might in due course inspire imperial citizens to walk, as she put it, the path to democracy. The empire has recognised the diplomatic status of Marlinist Prime Consul Kyode Tao, but unlike the Federation and the Alliance, is not actively encouraging diplomatic or trade relations with these colonies of ex-imperial citizens. However, colonists were delighted and touched when Princess Ashling Duval attended the funeral of Jenna Fairfax via a Holovid link. While there may be some hardliners like Torval and Petraeus who will never accept Marlinist sovereignty, progressive people's Princess Ashling seems to be offering an olive branch. The Federation's First Dictator Federal Vice President Jerome Archer has angrily denied that President Hudson stands any chance of being labelled a dictator in a reaction to criticism directed at the Domestic Counterterrorism Act by senior politicians in both the Alliance and the Empire. Senator Denton Petraeus, military right-hand man to the Emperor, declared dismissively that the arrogance and corruption of the Federation's leaders made it inevitable that citizens would turn against those leaders. The centre would rot and the whole federal systems would fall apart. The Alliance Deputy Prime Minister Angela Corcoran was only marginally more diplomatic, asserting that the people of the Federation were right to declare independence from Hudson and his cronies, given the intrusive meddling of the Proactive Detection Bureau. And she said, Hudson needs to watch out if he's to avoid being labelled the Federation's first dictator. Vice President Archer described both the Empire and Alliance as reactionary, resisting inevitable change, and also hinted that their reactive approach to acts of terrorism leaves them always on the back foot, whereas the Federation's intelligence-led approach to crime is leading the way allowing the Federal Intelligence Agency to arrest criminals before they have even committed their crime. Annoying Archon One of the two pharmaceutical megacorporations has undertaken to supply onion head gamma strain as a medicine. In the process it may find itself annoying a major crime syndicate and its only comparable rival. 
Neomedical Industries, which was formed in December 3304 by the merger of Allied Medical Industries and Neosalve, is taking the Interstellar Health Organization's findings that gamma strain is effective against both psychological and musculoskeletal conditions at face value, declaring the impropriety of the Pirates of the Kumo crew profiting from a drug that could benefit tens of millions of patients. Neomedical plans to stockpile the drug and to distribute it to markets within the Alliance and Independent Systems, a much wider distribution than the Kumo crew has managed with its paltry selection of industrial anarchy outlets. The Dig at the Kumo crew, which Archon Delane has been working hard to establish as a respectable power, and the competition to both the Kumo crew's monopoly on gamma strain supply and Vandermeer Corporation's established portfolio of drugs for treating the same conditions is unlikely to make either organisation like Neomedical any better. But Neomedical may not mind that too much. By adding respectability to the gamma strain product, it stands to have something almost as profitable as the Vitadine nanomeds that are manufactured by Vandermeer. Neomedical has not yet explained whence it plans to get its stocks off this new drug. A whiff of the farmyard. In a move designed to relieve station social areas of their homogeneity, the Pilots' Federation has announced that the station interiors will soon be subtly modified to reflect the economy and wealth of the system. Quite what this will mean is still partially under wraps, but some concepts have been shared, showing what these interiors might look like. Service, tourist and high-tech stations will of course benefit greatly with an opulent look, including liberal use of red carpeting, gold railings and a delightful selection of real plants. Asteroid bases will become a dusty orange and tan colour because who would want to forget that they're in a dusty orange ball of rock hurtling through space? Industrial social spaces will be steely blue with more angles and at least a bit of the Mies van der Rohe about them. Unnecessary pipework will be added for decorative purposes. Wealthy stations will at last hire some proper cleaners to pick up and recycle all those crisp packets and empty drink bottles that littering commanders seem to leave in the hangar entrance and by the lifts. It's going to be great. But of course, the pièce de résistance will be agricultural stations. These will be imbued with a genuine fake sense of place, with chickens running around the floor of Vista Genomics, Apex Interstellar offering tractor rides, Pioneer Supplies selling shotguns, the bar, which serves only industrial strength cider hosting nights out for the young farmers. Interastral will sell old spaceships that have failed their spaceworthiness test, but we still have hundreds of light years left on the clock. In Frontline Solutions, there will be haystacks and pitchforks, and the locals will be dressed in smocks and will stand around chewing grass stalks and falling silent whenever a stranger draws near. Far from cleaning up the mess, cleaners in agricultural stations will add to it, leaving piles of tyres in corners. Farmyard manure mixed with straw will be scattered discreetly just where commanders are about to step and get off my land signs. We tacked wonkily to the walls. If you accidentally order an Apex shuttle to one of these stations, you'd be well advised to tap the driver on the shoulder and ask him to take you home instead. You really don't want to see the straw effigy these farmers are building in the concourse. And that's this week's Galnet News. 
And now it's time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man.